five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth Beer and Pod Sequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I, we listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. We get together at our podcast host and this week we are back, back at Higher Gravity Summit Park and then we give you our version of how those podcasts went. Now hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the host of the other podcasts so far so good and thank you everyone who showed to the live show last week at fretboard it was awesome it was awesome i am marco i am a taproom manager here locally and that voice you just heard is the best co-host in podcast lendia i am julia and i am a drinker of all the craft beers in the cincinnati area and i like to write parodies about stuff for beer vent season which is quickly approaching we're almost to october right yeah it's now. like 86 degrees but beer vent season is is, is right around the it corner. is right around the corner and uh, if you have not pre-ordered your beer vent box be sure to do so HigherGravityCraftHouse.com. that is h-a-u-s uh they're, they're going fast and once they're sold out not a single additional one will be made so order yours yeah order it and not. also psa to everyone uh, the boxes won't be ready till around the week before Thanksgiving is mm-hmm. what they're shooting Late for. November. So I know that there's been some uh, misunderstanding in the communication when you order your beer vent box. It says pick up at this location. Yes, but not yet. Right. The uh, the the online shopping uh, program application tie in with their website that they use. It doesn't really allow them to set a no, this won't be ready until X. It gives you kind of the, if you order anything else from their website, yes, it is typically available to pick up within a couple of hours or a day. So their POS is not as as advanced as the, say, IRS. This is very, very true. So, but still, but still order your beer vent box. It's going to be a great, great, great time. I will be posting all of my parodies on uh, one of the social media or the, you know, Facebook social media groups for Cincinnati Craft Beer, as well as the Truth Beer Pod social media account, which... That's how you can also follow us in all of our shenanigans. We are at TruthBeerPod on all of your favorite social media platforms. You can send us an email, TruthBeerPod at gmail.com. If you want to throw a couple bucks our way, buy us a gift card at Higher Gravity and let them know it's for us. Or that'd be great. Go to TruthBeerPod.com and there's a big blue support us link. Uh, Julia. Marco. No craft beer podcast would be a good craft beer podcast if they weren't drinking beer. This is true. And we, being the number one podcast that talks about Cincinnati craft based podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. we are the number one. We, that it is us. There is no one else in this, in this realm. Well, they're not number one. Well, if there's anybody true, else, true. they're not they're, they're, They are not number one. And we are number one. <laughs> we actually drink during this podcast. It's true. It's true. It's true. So Julia. Yes. What you drinking? It's not beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I already ruined that one. It's not it ruined. Is, it's it is not beer, but it is one of the new seasonal fall cocktails that Higher Gravity is now offering. It is an old-fashioned. There is maple and cinnamon, and holy crap, this thing is absolutely amazing. Hell yeah. So if you like old fashions, or if you're not sure and you just want to try one, come up to Higher Gravity Summit Park. I'm sure they have these down at Northside as well, uh, and uh, and ask for maybe? one of the... One of the seasonal old fashions, and they also have a couple other seasonal cocktails that they are starting to promote on their social medias. But this one is phenomenal. Very good. Love it. it. How, about you, how about you, Marco? What's in your glass? Very good. Uh, a beer. It's actually a beer, not a cocktail. You're, do, you're doing it right. Yeah. Well, I'm just doing <laughs> this for now until later. I'll have a cocktail later. And by cocktail, I mean tequila. Tequila. Yeah. Uh, I am having, what is this called? Uh, Little Whale Boat. Little, little Whale Boat from Maine Brewing Company out there in Maine. They make such good beer. They do. They, they make really amazing do beer. If anyone has the hookup for some dinner, I still need to try dinner. I would love some dinner. Uh, Julia, if you know where can. dinner's going to be poured. I know. It's Friday. I know. Friday at BC's Bottle Lodge Liberty. I know. But if I, do, I, I want bottles. Bottles upon bottles. Because aren't they just heavy on draft? 
Uh, or are they going to have bottles? I, I don't know. I should have asked. I should have asked the B and BCs when I was there earlier today. Let me down, man. You're letting me down. It happens. I, I my, my understanding was it was like kind I'm of sorry, a draft thing. No, all good. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't. No, my, my understanding was it was a draft-only kind of thing, not yeah. bottles. And I want some to take home to savor for like a week, and then it'll all be gone if it lasts that long. But yeah, anyway, getting back to our show, did you happen to listen to any craft beer, well, Cincinnati-based craft beer podcast this week? I was very busy this week. Yes, yes you I were. did. All right. Did. Well, we, we actually only have, and I'm going to say two and a half to lead in with that. Two and a portion. Two and a portion. So did you listen to the Cincy Brewcast? Yes. Awesome. Shift beers? Oh, yeah. Excellent. And then one that, that I noticed that I didn't ask you to listen to, so if you managed to catch this, cool. If not, cool. Um, I can tell you the answer is no. <laughs> Before we... But you don't need... I don't even need to ask. You don't so, even need to ask. Uh, there was an episode, and this is what I'm going to start off with, of Beers and Beards... It was their episode 110 where they talked about Yellowstone bourbon. And the reason that I listened to, they mentioned Brink Brewing's Jackpot Joey Ale. Oh. Gave it a listen? Yeah. yeah how's, how's that beer? You just took a nice nice sip of that? Oh, it's great. So good. It's so good. So good. Um, because a majority of the episode wasn't didn't really revolve around Brink or Cincinnati beer, this was really just kind of a, a couple-minute touch point that they did on Brink's Jackpot Joey Ale. Um, as, hey, this is what I'm drinking right now. It's really, really good. So I wanted to, to shout them out. I wanted to let people know that they exist. They tend to combine bourbon tasting and drinking beer in their podcast while they talk about all kinds of other topics, such as uh, Gary's upcoming surgery and MMA stuff. It's, it's, they're always really good conversations that they have. They, they go all over the place. But if you're interested in bourbon and beer, but not always Cincinnati beer, definitely give Beers and Beards a listen. One of the fun things that they talked about this episode was you got an MMA story from David about how he thought he was being hired to be a media intern, but it turned out that he was the media, and they just wanted him to stand in the the ring or the octagon (laughs) and be the guy that was one punch away from that KO. (laughs) So he had to stand there and kind of be the, you know, the, the little punching bag for the MMA fighters. So if you want to hear more about that story and a bunch of other stuff that they talked about. Is that the tomato can in boxing? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Look, check out episode 110 of Beers and Beards. Okay. That's all that I had on that one. There we go. All right. What do you say we move on to episode, well, season eight, episode 18 of... The Cincinnati Brewcast. Ah, you drink. Cheers. Yes. Whenever I say the name of that show wrong, because I started doing it non-intentionally, don't know why, I right. just figured it sounded fancier, I guess, we drink. All right. So, uh, yeah, Cincy Brewcast with the group from Verge Brewing. Uh, Verge Brewing is a, a startup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are. They have a building, and they have been working at trying to become a brewery since just before uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, th- I believe uh, the Gnarly Gnome sat down with Verge in 2019 and discussed the opportunity, the potential of Verge Brewing in the West Side. Absolutely. And Julia, you ever been to the West Side? Uh, once or twice. Okay. Once or twice. I, I tend to find myself over there somewhat frequently, being as I live on the west side, which is oh, the okay. best side. Very good. Just throwing that out there. But no, uh, I'm really excited uh, about Perk. Okay. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. We're going yeah, to we're we're gonna have to. We're going to have to. We'll still be friends after this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's, oh, all, absolutely. that's all that matters. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm really excited about, about Verge because they are correct in stating that the west side of cincinnati is still a bit of a brewery desert when compared to other parts of the cincinnati area you have a lot of pockets of breweries all along both the kind of 75 quarter the 71 quarter but you get to the west side and there's just a few sprinkled around there you have west side brewing you have 13 below we used to have i'll I'll say rebel metal was kind of more was kind Sorry. of more west side than new equipment. other other stuff. Yeah. There we go. New equipment. You got it? Yeah. yeah. I just had to adjust a little bit. Don't we all? You know how it goes. Uh, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Promo code Gnome. <laughs> Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. 
Uh, let's see, where was I? Uh, Pete Bender and Greg Schmidt were the guests. Pete is going to be handling the day-to-days, the financials, the things that actually keep the brewery up and running. And Greg is the head brewer. Their team of brewers, the team that they have pulled together to start Verge Brewing, they're all BJCP judges, so they know what the style should taste like. They know what should be happening with the beers that they're making. And in the last, I believe I heard this correctly, in the last three, just over three years, their team has won around 85 medals and 35 different awards for the beers that they're brewing. So I I know that when a new brewery starts up and they go from home brewing, which is what they've been doing, to brewing on a larger system, sometimes there is a little bit of, of time needed to kind of figure out brewing on a bigger scale. But I am really, really excited to see what these guys do. Oh, there's going to be. I mean, yes, I, I echo that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certainly very accomplished home brewers uh, being uh, beer judges. They understand, like you said, what styles should taste like. Mm-hmm. And they are really, really passionate about making sure their beer uh, is, is true to style and is in the format of, of, of flavor profiles that mm-hmm. they, they really want. That's great. That that is really good. Um, one thing that stood out to me is certainly, yes, they're very passionate. They've assembled a great team, mm-hmm. and that team comes from uh, really their their family. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the people in their family with their uh, day jobs are mm-hmm. very qualified to help out with this uh, this project. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And because you need a strong team around you, you need really smart people. And it sounds like they have really smart people and a great team. Uh, they seem to be pretty similar in age to, to myself, um, which means probably 10 years older than you, Julia. Um, <laughs> but one thing that stood out to me is they, they started to talk about some of the beers that they won medals for and some of the beer styles that they, they really, truly like. And that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, they kind of know who they want to be and what they want to be brewing yeah, yeah, before they even get. I'm sure off they're the smart yeah. enough to know that they're not going to um, make a living on a burnt nail. Right, which I'd never heard of until this, which was really cool. I'm excited to try that once it's sure once it's available. Um, does anyone make one? Currently, or have there been many? In hell the no, nobody I don't makes know. that. Don't you hell know me? I didn't know. I was asking a goddamn question. <laughs> you know, I was playing. I'm just, with I you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we said, still friends. Still yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, this episode also featured, in addition to things like the the, is it Burton? B I R T E N Ale? Is that how? Is that how? I think it's B U R. B U R. Okay. Like the Burton on Trent. Um, the like the water Tim. profile from like. Uh, I think Guinness used that water okay. profile. Okay, that's or cool. The, the water, who knows? That's, whatever. That's very cool. It's our truth. Whatever. It really Don't is. This episode or also. Do add us. Yeah. And then add go us. to our page and <laughs> click the blue support us button. <laughs> One other thing this episode featured was kind of little cameos from the Mount Healthy Airport. Which <laughs> yes, only a handful of people know about. So there must have been a lot of <laughs> private charter planes going in and out while while no one's recording this. Because Verge does not have their building in place yet, they were recording at Brink, uh, and I thought that that was a neat part of of the conversation that they had. Because you gave what was that two weeks ago your top five things that you need as a startup. Yes, they added a sixth to that list: real estate. Real yeah, estate did. is beyond important, not even just a location, but being able to have that that physical location, have it be as big or as small as you want it to be, as big as you want it to be, to be able to grow from immediately when you start, so that you say, okay, we're going to start and we have this much space, but there's this much extra room in the back that we're not going to utilize on day one that we can expand into as as we get farther and farther into our journey as being one of the newest breweries in Cincinnati. Correct me if I'm wrong. The the space that they have, did they say it was 3,000 square feet? That sounds right, but I could be misremembering. I didn't really... If they said three, if they didn't say three, then they said two. 
Okay. I mean, that, this is how the, small of a place we're talking about. It's, it's going to be small. I mean, I drive past it multiple times. I'll be driving past it tonight on the way home from recording. So every time, I, ever since I, I heard where the location was, every time I drive by, I kind of look go, look over and like, do I see tanks yet? Do I see this? Nope. Old tenant is still there. So Sounds like it's going to be a seven-barrel brew house. Mm-hmm. There's a little discussion, mm-hmm. but I think seven-barrel is, is going yeah. to yeah. nudge it out. Um. And only 30% of that area is going to be uh, taproom Tap, space. Right, right. Okay. Which, I mean, depending on how they set it up, like the, the where that space is right now, depending on what they do, they could have a good amount of outdoor space, which, again, only when the weather's nice is that really usable. Even in the winter, even if you have fire pits and stuff like that, there is only a certain amount of, of outdoor area that you can use year-round. Right. But I think, to me, when they were talking about that, I thought they were being a little bit smart about it. Like, hey, let's not set up this, you know, 500-seat tap room if it's never going to be more than 25% full. So, I don't know. I, I It'll be interesting to see what they do. And as they, once they actually are able to start construction and making that building their own, they might be changing stuff around with it. Like they might say, actually, we're going to double, triple the size that we originally planned for the tap room. Okay, how? Right now, I, uh, magic. But, but that's what, magic. Put, put, put a TARDIS. Uh, put, a, put a TARDIS in one yes, of the corners. Magic. And that'll be. But no, it'll it'll be really cool. I I don't like to to prejudge a a venue. Before no. it's open, based off of well, we think we're going to do this and this. I mean, again, the, the square no, footage no, no, no. of the building is not going to change. I don't right. think they have plans exactly. to to add onto the building itself. However, the way they might be able to utilize some of the space there might make it bigger or smaller, depending on. I'm not on being what negative. No, no, what no, no, no. I wasn't what, saying. You what were. I am saying yeah. is that on a seven-barrel brew system, it is not going to be that hard mm-hmm. especially when you're just when you're a brewery mm-hmm. like okay. you're not this isn't a an everything for everybody this mm-hmm. is a brewery so right. you are going to be serving beer mostly mostly beer right. i mean I, I i don't know if they're going to have um if they're going to make a seltzer i don't know if they're going to bring in a cider from a, a guest uh you know, I don't know if it's going to be full liquor. I don't know any of those They didn't things. really mention anything other than their own brewed beer. But like you said, things food, like no seltzer, food. ciders. Uh, they didn't mention any of that, but there are a yeah. lot of food options nearby. So okay. that's, so I don't see that as too much of an issue. But I mean, again, they'll probably have, they'll probably have and this is me, you know, kind of projecting onto what they're doing. They'll probably have small bites in there. They'll probably have stuff that they can do. I don't believe that there are any plans. I think if they tried to put a full kitchen in there, they wouldn't have space for you don't have space. anything else. No. You don't. But I think that knowing what's kind of in the area right down the street. I mean, hell, there is. you can see the Waffle House from their building. So, Oof. I mean, come on. You go there, you have way too many pints, and then you just stumble right up the street, and you go to Waffle House and have the best greasy food. That you will ever regret. I, I just <laughs> am thinking about uh, the best and worst problem you can have, which is six months in, you say, uh, we've maxed out our seven-barrel brew house. Uh, now yeah. what? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe they are, and they didn't touch on this at all. This is purely us kind of projecting and, and putting words, you know, speaking for them. But maybe they're going to be similar to a narrow path or a Fibonacci to where they're like, you know what, we... Well, I think that's what they want. We don't want, right, yeah. We don't want to get any bigger than this. Things will change. I mean, maybe two years after they open and when they are kicking ass and the demand is up, maybe they're like, you know what? I know we said we didn't want to get bigger, but maybe we can look for well, they a did, second location. Due, they did mention know? lease clauses. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. If, if they get into a spot where uh, they need they need to find a, a another place for a any particular reason mm-hmm. that there are, are clauses where they can they can get out of the lease, right. break the lease. Right, right, exactly, which is which I think is pretty smart as far as yeah. trying to set yourself up for success when it's also there pretty, are a lot of you know unknowns. It's also pretty lenient from the from the owner as oh, well. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of times there's a lot more rigidity with those things. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We will see what happens. Space is valuable. And, it is. And with them it is. having such a such a, a, a long road to get to a space, 
I mean, if, if they weren't in the space, it sounds like somebody else would. Would have been, right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, and they definitely still wanted to ensure that they were west side base because that's that void that they're trying to fill. We want to make, we want to brew our beer and we want our beer to be west, I mean, mostly because they all live on the west side. So it'll be right. you know, easy for them. But they're, but they're right. I mean, for me, there are, there is one brewery west side that I can get to in like 10 minutes. The next closest to me is 13 Below, and that's still a 15 to 20 minute drive, depending on kind of which way I go, depending on traffic. And then outside of that, I'm looking at crossing over into northern Kentucky, or I have to hit up either, I have to go up 75, or I have to go like into over the Rhine, which so how, is again, maybe 15, 20 minutes. How long would it minutes. take you to get to Brink, to being Brink? on the west side? Um, See, I don't have a star sure, on my right, driver's right. license, so I can't go. <laughs> You're you're not part of a, the group. You're still restricted to just you know. Do you still have to have your wife sit in the car with you when you drive? Are you still? That's a low blow, Julie. I know, I know. but it was funny. <laughs> it was good. It was funny though. Uh, Brink yeah. is probably. I go out of a familiar area. My wife has. If I, okay, so is this if I have zero traffic or if I'm hitting normal, kind of rush hour late evening traffic? Because uh, no, it does normal change. normal rush if hour. Normal rush late hour. Okay. Traffic. Okay. Um, probably about 20 minutes, 20 to 25. Okay. And, um, would it, is it closer to get to Northern Kentucky? Uh, well, I think the closest in Northern Kentucky is Birkus and that's about 20 to 25 as well. Okay. So it's about the same either way. It's about the same. Right. Right. Uh, but Verge would be the same if not shorter than, well, no, it would have to be shorter than the drive to West Side for me. So 10-ish, 12-ish mm-hmm. minutes. 10-ish, 10-ish or less. Okay. Easily Good. less. I could I could walk there and back in 20 to 30 minutes if I really wanted to. Uh, It'd be a bad idea. It's I'd always the through, walk I'd back. The, I'd cut through the cemetery and that's where I would get into trouble. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I've walked to breweries before and it's always and it's the always, walk back. Yes, like, yes. Wow, this, sound, this was a terrible idea. So speaking of like long drawn out things uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh they talked about and this is one that gnome likes to ask a lot of the newer breweries in town like what is your measure of success yeah it's been about two and a half years since he asked something like that it's true it's been it's been quite a while i like their answer their the measure of success is quitting their current 60 hour work week in order to start working 90 to 120 hours a week for their own brewery that's a good so answer. the measure of success is to expand the work week or expand the hours of work you're doing per week, but at your own location. Yeah, it's working for yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a fair answer, uh, and I think just guessing mm-hmm. uh, with everybody that's involved in the project uh, being you know, family, mm-hmm. that working that many hours and everybody in working towards that same goal in the time that they put to it. They hope that their their hard work, energy, and effort, and expertise in each area means that equals to uh, profitability. Mm-hmm. Success in the way that they determine it. That's the other thing, too, where this is sort of abstract, right? Mm-hmm. The, the question's abstract. Uh, I want to work, I want to work, instead of 60 hours for someone else, I work 80 hours for myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's great. But if you close in three years, well... Did you have three years of success? I guess. Sure. But, and then uh, I, we might do a point five about some of that other stuff too. But how long do you want to do this? Right. And you know, it, and so if if the goal is to have a business and say you're going to do this until you're let's say fifty five, mm-hmm. sixty years old, and then at the end of that, find a way to where uh, family members have a passion to continue it. Mm-hmm. That's that's that way. Or right. find other people who are passionate and want to continue it. That that that's a little bit more of. I think the follow-ups from that question would go, which is, um, you know, how do you t- determine success? Sure, but I think that the way that they were explaining it was. Yes, when, when we are able to open the doors to the brewery, when we're able to quit our, our day jobs, our current full-time jobs, and be full-time and then some at the brewery, 
because we're working for ourselves, because the hours we're putting in are doing exactly what we want to do, and we do it how we want to do it, and our hours are how we know we need to spend them, not how someone else says we need to spend them. I think that's a pretty decent measure of success, you know, regardless of of if they do it for, like you said, you know, three, five years, and then someone else kind of takes over to let them step back and just fully enjoy the fruits of their labor without having to put in all those hours Mm -hmm. or not, but... I liked it. I really liked that answer. It wasn't a, it wasn't a monetary number. It wasn't a, uh, you know, we'll have three locations. We'll have this. We'll have that. That's our our measure of success. I mean, the the first answer given, Gnome said was a cop out, and I'm not gonna, you know, really give that to you. But but I think he was right. The very was first right. the very first measure of success answer that was given was one of those. Well, yeah, but. You're going to have that anyway. What? That, so that doesn't count. What is your measure of success? That is something you know isn't already going to happen. And that's when it was said to be able to quit our 60-hour work week for, for doing exactly what we want to do, exactly how we want to do it. And I loved that. I thought that was absolutely the perfect answer for them to give. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, only, what other? The only thing I, I – and I think with all of them – uh, with all the ones that are certified and judging and everything, mm-hmm. I really hope that the discussion and openness to information and feedback about starting and building the business mm-hmm. uh, extends to their beer as well. Right. I a mean, a lot I... of times. Sorry to, sorry to talk <laughs> sorry. over you there. Sorry. A lot of I was times, checking on myself. That's a lot fine. of breweries get really into themselves and and really think that. Um, what they're putting out is the best representation of what it what it could be, mm-hmm. and uh, I just hope that they're they're open to to all feedback. Yeah, my only concern, kind of like you said, with with them being so incredibly familiar with the style and how they should be done, how they should taste, is I want to I want to make sure that they still are feel that they're able to be creative with their beers. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see some great traditional style like what Westside Brewing does traditional styles they are done incredibly well I would love to see more of that more of just those saying base beers doesn't sound right but you know you know what I mean when I say that like I'm not calling it a a Miller a Coors anything like that but just those core styles but I also want to make sure that they don't feel or make the decision that we're only going to brew a lager an IPA a stout, a porter, and they never expand into the different, like, fun sides of what those beers could be. I mean, maybe they'll do a Schwartz beer, maybe they won't. I don't know. I mean, the, the grimace Marco's giving me is priceless right now. If you're not watching the Patreon live stream, hi guys. Well, one of the one of the, the brewers and owners that they mentioned uh, from Narrow Path, uh, he mm-hmm. talked to me, and I think he talked to us uh, about. Uh, the the balance between putting out putting out sort of a core beer product mm-hmm. and then still having uh, an outlet for creativity for your entire team so yeah, that yeah. everyone stays passionate and engaged. I even even people who love brewing beer and you know are, are super passionate about brewing beer. If you're in a let's say a, a production facility and all you did was brewed five beers mm-hmm. over and over and over mm-hmm. and over to the same exact specification even though it always comes out great I can imagine where at some point somebody would look to themselves and say uh, but can't we do more can't yeah yeah can't, yeah. can't I do more and so they, then you end up having a production brewer uh, move to something else mm-hmm. in the brewing industry uh, maybe brewing in a smaller brewery maybe brewing in a different department or something because of of the repetition and and just the 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 same old thing every day Mm -hmm. yeah the beers that they've had at their their fundraising events um and and i'll kind of throw this in now if you want to be an investor in verge brewing uh they are going through wonder fund which was started by 
and I feel terrible. I can't remember his name offhand. I shouldn't have written it down. But one of the owners of Esoteric actually started to or like help to start Wonderfund. Wonderfund dot or yeah, Wonderfund dot co slash verge. But it's W U N D E R F U N D dot co slash verge. V E R G E. If you want to become an investor in the brewery, help them get one step closer to opening their doors. Uh, Gnome, there was not a uh, uh, link to that in the show notes. Calling you out on that. You, you said that even if you didn't do it immediately, you would add it, you would get it there. Well, he'll, um, he'll I'll do actually, it once he uh, listens to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually checking right now, looking at my podcast app to see if he's updated that. And what do you know? No show notes, no wonder fun. So I will put it in our show notes, if I remember. We'll see how well that goes. Okay. Uh, but sure. I only had uh, one other note... Well, okay, two other notes about this episode, and then I wanted to touch very briefly, and touch is a terrible, terrible word to use this, but gnome sponsor for the episode. Ah. The episode itself, they had another great discussion that I know, I know that gnome loves having this discussion with people. What is the West Side? Where does it start? Where does it end? So be sure to listen to, to the episode, if nothing else, for that. And you yeah. can either be screaming at your phone, your your car stereo, whatever you listen to your podcast through. Or you can be nodding your head going, yeah, they, they, they get it. They, they know what the West Side is. And this, I thought, was super, super cool about their owner, about Verge's ownership group and, and the people that are going to be running the brewery. It is 50% women-owned and 30% Native American-owned. Ah which yes, you re- which you important really don't to mention. Hear a lot, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Get uh, you know inclusion and in making sure that our our amazing Cincinnati Brewing family is as diverse as possible, and they're hitting the nail on the head with that yeah, one. Yeah, good shout, so, Julia. So definitely, definitely excited for them to open. Uh, my Josh and I went to one of their kind of fundraising tasting events. The beers were good. There were there were a couple that I liked more than Josh did, but you know that's that's fine. But it was well. He's an IPA guy. He is an IPA guy. And they probably um, had like a Belgian just strong ales, and they had yeah they they did they had uh, they had some Belgian <laughs> and stuff like that. Yep, yep. You <laughs> and it and it was good. Uh, but I'll just wrap up our recap of this episode by saying you know the the sponsor break for this episode. Once again, the the background music. <laughs> <laughs> was amazing <laughs> on point yeah and i mean we we all know that gnome has wanted to just talk publicly about his balls for a very very long time and yeah. i am glad that manscape.com has given him that opportunity i'm making a really weird motion with my hand right now that i probably shouldn't be doing <laughs> while talking situation. about well i'm talking about gnome talking about his balls but anyway use promo code gnome at manscape.com and uh yeah. And get a discount on all kinds of care stuff for your balls. Your I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, so many terrible, terrible comments I want to make. But it. I know, I know. I'm not finishing it, though. He can just be left hanging. Hey, now. One. Anyway. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about this episode of, and I'm going to do it, uh, the Cincinnati Brewcast? Cheers. Cheers. Let's drink. I'm good, Julia. I, my notes actually match exactly your notes, so they, I, I'm they good. They do. It's We're, great. We can, can move on. Um, Are you good with your beer? Do you want to take a quick no, break? No, actually, let's take a break. Let's take a break, and then we will come back at you with the most fun show that we have the pleasure to recap because we don't recap our own no we don't right, Other, so. otherwise it would be yeah i mean man we'd be number one on all the charts but we need to let someone else try to try to do that to yeah. recap us yeah but yeah but we'll be right back and we will talk about shift beers holy hell that was a much longer break than we anticipated yeah. on taking but it was for the best reason yeah. Our friend Jake stopped by. That's and right. we had to talk to him about everything from football, all the teams, to buying houses, to podcasts. Yes. So, yes. Th- Jake, you thank you so much for talking to us. Several, what? several, several episodes Se- ago, yes. our good buddy Jake was on. Yes. That was back in the BC's days, way back when. 80, oh, way 84 back the- years ago. Yeah. It's been forever. We both have new drinks in our glasses. I actually have a beer this time. I am doing my part for the beer podcast. Um, I guess I should just say what I'm drinking since I kind of Go jumped ahead. in with that one. Do it. I am having, I haven't had a sip yet, but King Owl 
which is the collaboration New England IPA, Imperial New England, from Equilibrium Brewing and uh, Toppling Goliath. Goliath. Yes, so I'm going to do a little sniff of this. There you go. And I'm having the dry hop Zwickel. Uh, is that from Bietbarger? Okay, that is really, really good. I cannot wait until Fresh Beer Friday here at Higher Gravity Summit Park when they should be getting this in cans so I can bring a four-pack or four home to uh, to Josh. He's an IPA guy. He so is. He... He's not necessarily a New England. He tends to lean toward uh, the West Coast. So do I. But this could be all for me, and I would be perfectly happy with it. Well, good. Treat yeah. yourself. Hell yeah. We have one more podcast to talk about. Yep. And it was all about the bananas or yep. lack of. Banana, banana Land. So banana Land. Have you watched, started watching that documentary yet? No. You should. It's, I, it's I want good. to. It's really good. It's a really cool behind-the-scenes look at what actually goes into a Savannah Bananas game. And, I, and I'm in for it. I, love I want it. to. I yeah. want to. All right. ESPN Plus for all of you that are wondering, where do I watch Banana Land? What I is think, Banana Land? I think I have ESPN Plus. Okay. I should. Shift Beers, episode 98. Man, they are so close to triple digits. I am so excited. I know. Episode 98, Forging Bananas in Wisconsin. I only had one note on this show. Okay. Gabagool. <laughs> that's all. That's all. No more notes. That's it. That's, that's just it. Nothing else. Nothing right. else to say. Right at the beginning there. Right at the beginning. I'm like five minutes. Where do I'm you like, be- that's it? Where do you Done. guys find this stuff? Jesus, I mean, I'm glad that they find it because I know that I sure as hell don't have time to find it. We had corn, we have gabagool. I mean, it's... <laughs> gabagool. Jesus. <laughs> it was very, very first thing I wrote down. Gabagool, that's all, no more notes. <laughs> Verbatim, what is in what is in uh, my notebook here. Um, <laughs> but on a, to kind of dive deeper into this because we can't have just a less than three minute long recap of shift beers. It's just uh, not we right. Could, we could, but, but we're not going to. No. Uh, this episode, they decided no. to do another. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Liam. No, Liam's good. Okay, he's good. All right. He's not mad at you like uh, Frank Stallone or. Uh, <laughs> man, Morgan Freeman was Morgan pissed Freeman during was the pissed. live show. He, yeah, was he was pissed. pissed. Well, Liam was going to hunt his agent down. <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like everyone is going to be hunting either us or their agents down after the live show. But we appreciate their time. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they will be back on the shows in some manner. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can <laughs> twist their arm or break their arm. Break whatever. their arm for it, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this episode was all about, they tried to do another episode of beers from breweries that they've never had before, which I didn't have. I didn't write Very down what difficult. the previous episode was that they did this on, but they realized that we've had a lot of beers from a lot of breweries, and there's not... I'm sure that in the grand scheme of things, yes, there's probably still a ton of breweries that they've never had had beer from right but what's available here in cincinnati very definitely difficult. limits that field well of and limits which is crazy to say because even right here at higher gravity summit park I and mean, you've got 400 different mm-hmm. can or bottle options of beer however right. you don't have 400 different breweries Correct. and that's where the sticky part comes in right right you might be able to find a beer you never had but can you find a brewery you never had mm-hmm. very very difficult Yes, yes, it was very, very cool. But before they dug into the, the meat of the show, the, the beers from breweries they've never had, we got another drunk line call. We did. And that was absolutely amazing. It is from probably one of the top three guests that they've had on their show for me, for me personally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, Jeff. Gary. Oh, I was going to say, Jeff from Lagunitas is always going to be number oh, one. Oh, no, but the person but, who called in. Yeah. Good old Gary. Uh, Brian wasn't there against Price Prize, but, uh, you know. I don't know what the he, hell he I mean, doing. he couldn't find a beer from a brewery that he'd never had before, so he just said, well, fuck it, I'm not going. Well, he doesn't take beer anyway. This is true. I don't know. So why did that hold him back this time? Maybe he had to go put, like, antibiotic ointment on the tattoo <laughs> on his head. Or he was still, you know, well, this was recorded before Fiktoberfest, I was going to say. Or maybe he had to recover from uh, the two of you's little escapade there that I managed to capture. With the rubber gloves? With the rubber glove, yeah. This was back... It's got awkward, but this episode was recorded prior to that, so he has no excuse. No. No excuse whatsoever. 
Uh, let's see, what else was there? As part of the drink and Jangle dropped some details about a speakeasy in Milford that nobody knows about. Yeah. So he kind of let the cat out of the bag with that one. It was also per huge, mm-hmm. um, half the show. Yes. Just drinking. Yes. They acknowledge it now. They don't try to fight it. No. They're like, you know what? It. it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. And we get the stories. And like you said, Jadrinkin could be its own full entire podcast. Like, it doesn't have to. We're not saying it's a bad thing for Jadrinkin to be most, if not all, of the entire episode. Because it's phenomenal. Right. The best stories. The best. Great stories. Some of the best jokes come out of oh, the yes. Jadrinkin segment. Definitely. But we just like to point out more in the spirit of fun than anything, like, hey, this was more than your entire, you know, theme out of your episode. But it was another, it was another really good one. It was. Uh, let's see, what do I have? Uh, they talked about some kind of like fun Twitter accounts in part of it. And at Spence Bridge on Twitter is a parody account for the Brent Spence Bridge that I followed for quite a long time. And it is hilarious if you're not following that account on twitter sign up for twitter just to follow spence bridge it's worth it it is 100 percent worth it do you i think follow? i do follow it hold on a second nice yeah mark is, mark is getting his here. phone out that you won't see Ooh, what about um instead of an awkward pause I love bananas. which fits in with the title of the shift beers episode because part of it is all about bananas and how you cannot forage bananas in Wisconsin. Are you following Spence Bridge, Marco? I am now. I wasn't Woo-hoo! before, but I have. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the part of the show where we talk good. about social media accounts that we follow. So <laughs> I still follow the Bengals Mike Cart after last year. Oh, really? That was amazing. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I live for the that Mike stuff. Cart. I live for that stuff. I remember that. Thanks All for right. reminding me of the Mike Cart. <laughs> That was the the original video of the Bengals' Mike Cart rolling down from Paul Brown Stadium all the way to the Super Bowl. I must have rewatched that stupid ass video like <laughs> fifty times, and I must have cracked up every single time. No, but it's great. I don't know if I follow them, but I always end up liking or retweeting or whatever it is. Who's that? Parody group that makes the songs about the Bengals. They're not. It's not a parody group. The Bengal Boys. Oh my God, they are amazing! Wait, how they, are they not a parody group? Well, if they're, well, I it's guess, a parody song. It's a parody song, I guess. To me, it's like Weird Out. Weird, he's yeah, a parody I guess you're right. You're right. artist. Now he's an amazing. Oh, absolutely. Pro- the the most iconic of all. Absolutely. Um, I guess to me, like a a, I think I'm thinking of like a spoof or joke account, like Spence Bridge, to where it's not actually what it says it is. Where no. Bengal Boys are exactly who they say they are. Yeah. Which is the only reason that I say it's not a spoof or a parody account. But I'll tell you what, their songs, if you're not following the Bengal Boys on Twitter or on YouTube to watch the songs that they release about the Bengals week in and week out. Is it on Twitter? They're on Twitter. I think they're on all of them. I think I follow them on like 37 different media platforms, so I see their stuff over and over and over again. Uh, I think YouTube, it's under one of the band members' names and not the Bengal Boys, but I believe on Twitter it's the Bengal Boys, but... Yeah, this past oh, week was uh, Harris Whisper. Yep. Carry on Trey Hendrickson, I think, is one of my favorites. <laughs> that, that was, was a good, good one. one. That, that was, was a good one. I aspire to be like them when I'm doing my beer vent posts. Ah, very good. <laughs> All right. So, Let's, yeah, so yeah, started sure. following two, two new accounts. There we go. <laughs> if you would like Truth Beer Pod to promote your Twitter account, please let us know. Yeah, do Truth that. Bo- Truth Beer Pod on all the social media platforms. Anyway, shift beers. Um, yeah, they they drink one of your favorite beer styles, the Schwartz beer, which we also got to talk about two episodes ago, or, or no, during the live show for oh, yeah, um, we did. the Craft Parenting yeah. Podcast, yeah, point yeah. five, the one with Schwartz beers. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Uh, the So I looked up the, the history of the Schwartz beer brewery that they drank. Uh, Kirschstreitzer, I'm probably not saying that correctly. Sounds correct to me. But I looked up 
the brewery, because I'm like, never, I, I haven't heard of them before. Their Wikipedia page with their history is absolutely phenomenal. Like, the brewery burned down and all this stuff happened, yet they kept kind of rebuilding over and over. I was trying to find what the animals were on their crest, because they're like, is this like flamingos? A flamingo. Is this whatever? And I'm like, let me try to find out what it actually is. Spoiler, I couldn't find anywhere that mentioned what the animals were in their crest, but okay. I found the story of the brewery, which is really, really cool. So definitely worth searching for uh, if you if you want to. And I also learned that satin-finished cans are the best cans, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that, but they do have a very nice texture to grip onto. When uh, Okay, so the motion that I just made, promo code no, manscaped.com. Yeah. You all know the drill by now. Yeah. And maybe if you're watching the Patreon live stream, you'll see the inappropriate gestures Just imagine that I Julia unintentionally make. <laughs> a can. <laughs> can. I swear to God, I don't try to do this. It just <laughs> saying it just happens naturally doesn't sound any better. <laughs> oh my God. I blame. That's what sh- he said. I blame shift beers for all of this. It's all their fault. Uh, let's see. Here's a question that I thought of while they were discussing breweries and like Goose Island was kind of the main focus behind this question of mine. Right. Goose me. If it's a (laughs) 1-800-GOOSE-ME. If it's a beer from a brewery you have not had before, but it's made or contract brewed by a brewery that you have had before, does it count as a beer from a brewery that you have not had? Yeah. I think that's one of those gray areas. That was that was a big point of discussion. For so, what they're saying is, if you had a Bud Light, mm-hmm. can you call Goose Island? Can you call Wicked Weed mm-hmm. a brewery that you've never had if you never had any of their beer? Right. Like I've never had Wicked Weed, but I I have had Goose Island. I've had yeah, I have had Bud. So can I say? That I've never had a, be- a wicked weed brewery beer. Yes, you can and say that. And I think that. so too. And I think so too. You absolutely too. can say that. But it is a very interesting question to bring up. That where do you draw the line between a brewery versus like the parent company? Does that make sense? The it, hand motion did not make sense. That no one can see but you. Yeah. I'm doing like a rainbow kind of thing. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Salt or something, or I don't know what's happening tonight. But I, I don't care that maybe some mass-produced Goose Island product is made by AB InBev at Mm -hmm. AB InBev's facility. Uh, I don't care that that may be the case. Possibly for Wicked Weed. They produce beer there. They mm-hmm. were beer producers before they were they were bought. They have their own brands and mm-hmm. their own identity. Uh, they may be legislated and, and uh, carried forward by direction of parent company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that if you have had a Bud Light and yet you have never had a Goose Island beer, you still have never had a, a Goose, Goose Island, Island beer. beer. Yeah, yeah, and. and to call it a conversation and interesting is fine for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think to have a long discussion about it is way too long. I would it's, agree with that. It's way, way, way too long. I just thought it was an interesting question or, or thought that they posed. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, not you saying know their discussion a, right, right, was way right. too long. No, 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 no. Because it was, it was a very short part of, of their entire episode. It was actually the very last note that I had about this episode, but I did think it was interesting enough to where, depending how much of a brewery purist you might want to be, if you've ever had anything from the parent company or from the company that gives them the money to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, or it's actually brewed on site at a different facility that you have had beers from whatever. I mean, again, the nuances, the different variations of this could go on forever. It was a just to me. I thought it was a really interesting question of where do you draw the line on who the brewery is versus where it's made. Well, one more example. I mean, um, New Belgium was bought True. by yeah, a yeah. company. What is it? Japanese company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, 
Kieran? Yeah, I think that's right. Possibly. Yeah. You know, and if I'm wrong, whatever. Um, The point is, if you had a new Belgian beer, did you have the, have you had a a, a Kieran? No, you haven't. And vice versa. versa, If you had a a Kieran, have you had a new Belgian? No, you haven't. Right. If you've never had one, it's, 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 it's pretty easy uh, to delineate. And so. I would hope so. You know, it's. Um, now, I do think it gets a little more diluted. That particular phrase or term mm-hmm. was picked on purpose with some of the big beer producers where they take a, a beer and they call it one beer. Mm-hmm. And then they pass it through a filtration system that you know, further filtrates the original beer, then they call that beer a different beer. So let's say, for example, uh, a company took one beer and then that same beer, they filtered it through a different filtering process and now they call it their uh, genuine draft. I don't know who you're talking about. Right. Like, I, right, yeah. It's, that's a little, well, that's different, but it's sure. the same company. Right, but what about, what about the example or the, the possible example of you have Brewery A that also owns Brewery B. So they're both under that exact same umbrella. Don't, but yeah. no, no, no. To what, I'm not talking even about filtration, but yeah, say ahead. they have a, and I'll just, I, I'm, I'm picking stuff out of the air. Don't at me. This isn't about any, if it happens to me, I don't know anything. anything don't in, at me. In reality, I don't know. Say, say Brewery A makes a lager. And then that same parent company that owns Brewery B says, okay, we like that lager, but let's slap a different label on it under a different brewery's name. So Brewery B's lager, see a Brewery A's lager. That parent company says, I also want to want to sell this under Brewery B as sure. Brewery B's lager. Exact same beer made in the same place. Yeah. It's under two different breweries' names. Yeah. Does that then count as two separate breweries that you need to try that lager? Again, the, well, the air quotes I that think people here's, can't see. Here's the thing. It goes back to, and my example is, is sort of the same of, as yours in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the person who's drinking it and how much do they care this is and, true and yeah. ultimately only the loudest one percent care is about care. That's any true. of this that's very true uh they but it is interesting to talk about because at least for me it continues to kind of open my eyes to how many different layers there are in the brewery world from the big you know nation global companies down to I don't want to say like the mom and pop breweries, but just the the ones that their beer is only where they're selling it from. Like right. you do not get that anywhere else, regardless of of anything. There's never going to be a different label on on that particular beer. So yeah, I know it was cool, cool discussion. Good. I think we should talk a little bit about the title of this episode and kind of where that came from oh yeah before we get into the birth count just because let's do that it did take them a bit in the episode to get to it so i thought that the entire episode was going to be full of the the you know my my nice little just over and over and over i'm like where are the where are the bananas where are the bananas where does the bananas from the title fit in right they had a beer from a brewery that they've never had before from wisconsin and the tagline was something something to the extent of forage locally. Yes. And the, I think the beer forage had... Forage locally. Was, was it bananas and a couple other pieces of fruit or, you know, different fruits in the beer. But they're like, none of these are grown in Wisconsin in any way, shape, or form. So you no. can't forage locally for any of these. So this entire thing is bullshit, which right. cracked me up. It's, it, 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 they are absolutely right. It's hilarious. <laughs> they are. Where are you foraging for bananas in Wisconsin? Right. Like even places locally. Hanging. Right. Like even places locally that do uh, stuff like I'll use Fibonacci and their mulberry beer and their pawpaw beer. Those are available locally. And even if they themselves aren't going out into like the woods to gather them, they ask the community, hey, bring in as many, like I'll use mulberries as the main example. 
bring in as many mulberries as you can for us yes. to make this beer. And yes, whoever brings in the most poundage will give you, I think it was a gift certificate or there was some like kind of, you know, prize for bringing in the most. That's fine. You can actually forage locally for those ingredients. But when the main tagline of your beer is forage locally and all local, all lo- like everything was a local ingredient. And then you have bananas and, right. and dragon fruit and dragons, prickly pear, cactus, whatever. I don't know. I don't know if you can grow that anywhere. You like not. dragons, just, Julie? I like goblins. Yeah. I okay. think I like goblins. We'll, find, we'll, we'll see. I okay. don't know. But, uh, but no, it, it, was, it was a really fun tie-in to the episode title. It makes me think of Scratch, Scratchbury. Uh, aren't they in Wisconsin? Uh, or are they in... Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough to, to know they that. In, to, to, to do the Googles far away? Or oh, just it's a, they're, they're in uh, Illinois, so not um, okay. Close not to Wisconsin, Wisconsin but, but Scratch Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, they do a lot of, they're a farmhouse brewery. Okay. And um, five miles from Shawnee National Forest in uh Ava or Ava, Illinois, uh, and so they they do a lot of foraging for their okay. for their beer. Nice. And they are they are known for that. Matter of fact, That's I, really they cool. have a book that they put out. Uh, I think of I think it's a brewing recipe book about That's really scratch cool. brewing and, and foraging. I'll have to look that up. That sounds awesome. It does. I, I'm not going to drink it. But. I still want to read up on it because that sounds sure. Yeah, that that really that's their that's their jam. I know about that because I do on occasion. Actually, Read. I do only on occasion now. But before we started a podcast, I used to listen to a podcast very regularly out of the Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. and they talk about scratch. Nice, very cool. Well, before we get into the most important part of our shift beers recap, did you have anything else on this episode? specifically that has nothing to do with burps or bananas or maybe it does have to do with burps and or bananas no it's just, other than i said no but no, i've got something <laughs> else it, no other than that uh they they are very they are very aware now and and they are giving each other props when they have you know great burp additions when they when yeah. they really bring it or yeah. When there's that pre-burp, they're, I was going to say uh, they're, they're really, calling out the pre-burp. They're really calling yeah. it out. They 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 are really in year to leaning into uh, this identity that they have, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to pay benefits for them. I agree. For sure. I agree. Well, let's go ahead and get into the burp count. We don't need to tell people what it is anymore because Ship Beers does a phenomenal job of letting people know exactly what the burp count game is. The best drinking game. For any of the Cincinnati Craft Beer podcasts that exist out there. That's right. And if you don't know, you can probably figure it out by the way we're talking about it. Yes. So, uh, Julia, give us uh, give us the numbers. All right. In episode 98 of Shift Beers, Foraging Bananas in Wisconsin. They had a grand total of 44 burps. Not ah, bad. They, they, okay. didn't have, they didn't have Brian, and they really didn't drink a lot. You know what no. I mean? Like, it, it really wasn't a... No, they a, didn't. They yeah, were so very, it's fine. They were well-behaved. They yeah. were. So, 44 burps, which is 88 ounces of their favorite or your favorite drink of choice. Yep. Which translates to 5.5 pints during this episode. Okay. So, you're having a good time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fun. That's perfectly acceptable. That's uh, actually I think it was, pretty responsible. I think it was an hour and 10 hour? minutes. Yeah. Yeah, or just under. Yeah. So, well, yeah. maybe not the most responsible, depending on what you're drinking. Well, 5.5 pints in an hour. That's and having fun. You're having fun, yeah. Throwing those back. There's a little it's bit fine. of speed involved. Yes. A little bit. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. That's all that uh, that we have, Marco. No, we were good. That, 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 that ends it for me on that um for any of you listening uh just know that if you get to sunday and you haven't seen anything locally you might you might get too popped on you on monday and sometimes more it just depends well and also our cutoff for listening to shows is the start of the weekly pint which the gnome puts on on his facebook 
channel, page, whatever you want to call it, Mondays around 9, 9.30ish, depending on when he can get uh, the little terrorists, as he likes to say, to bed. Right. Or he punts them off to his wife, and my God, she is a saint. Thank you, Mrs. Noom, for for everything that you do. Uh, But yeah, normally if an episode of any podcast comes out after that start time, depending on our work days on Tuesday, we may not have time to listen to them, so they bleed over into the next week's episode. Yeah, so believe it or not, we actually have jobs, too. Somehow. We haven't been fired yet from them. Right. We fit it it in, (laughs) and we still are here to give you content because we enjoy doing it. Absolutely, we do. We enjoy the podcasts that are produced and and, uh, put out here locally in Cincinnati. So um, I hope all of you uh, find this entertaining. If not, stick with us, and hopefully we'll get there. Julia, what are you going to do next week? Next week, I am going to be listening to as many of the Cincinnati Craft Beer podcasts as are released prior to the Weekly Pint on Monday. And then I'm going to get together with you at Higher Gravity Summit Park to talk about them. Sounds great. Cheers. Cheers. Have a great one, guys.